Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Brain Food Podcast. I am Casey Thomas and that just blew my mind a little bit. I can't believe I've been doing this for 50 episodes. <laughs> it's just been a small little hobby of mine and uh, I just want to say thank you so much for those of you who have stuck with me for those 50 weeks that we've been doing this and you know I'm I'm really excited to see what the next 50 bring. This has just been a labor of passion, I would say. It's been really fun for me to do these and answer questions and just talk about nutrition and the relation to mental performance. Something that I was initially curious about and saw that no one was really talking about it, so hopefully you have got a little bit of value out of this as well. Anyway, so what are we talking about this week? I want to talk about beta alanine, which is fun for me because <laughs> I am very familiar with this compound from traditional athletics and its usefulness for physical performance. But I was curious to see if there was any data relating to this compound and cognitive and mental performance. So let's get into it, shall we? The first thing we need to know is what is beta-alanine? <laughs> and this is a compound that is largely in a lot of our animal products, in particular things like meat, fish, and poultry. And important to our discussion is that it combines with histidine, which is an, another amino acid, to create a molecule called carnosine. And generally, more carnosine in cells is considered a good thing, okay? So you eat beta-alanine and you get more carnosine. And the really interesting thing is that eating carnosine directly actually doesn't cause an increase in carnosine. It gets broken down through the digestive process. And so if you want to increase your carnosine, you can't eat carnosine. You need to eat beta-alanine. Now, as I said, it is beta-alanine is widely used in physical sports, and it's used specifically to enhance high-intensity performance. What it does is it actually delays muscular fatigue, and how it does this is carnosine kind of acts like a sponge for acid. So anytime you're exercising really hard, I'm sure you're familiar with the burn, right? This is acid that is building up, and... Carnosine, what it does is it binds some of this acid, it sucks it up, and so this lets you tolerate more acid before fatigue uh, stops you from, from continuing your, your activity. And what we see is that beta-alanine supplementation works best for maximal exercises lasting between one and four minutes, and we also have data that it acts as an antioxidant, which suggests it could be beneficial for many other systems outside of just this one purpose. We do have information in mice that beta-alanine can have an anxiolytic effect, which means it helps reduce anxiety. And we also have data in mice as well that it can enhance cognitive performance. So this is suggestive, right, that it may provide benefit to humans, but data in mice is very far from the same thing as data in humans. So. I don't trust anything that's in rodents. I want to see something in a healthy human before I believe it. And that's what this present study did. Okay, so this, this study was done by Hoffman 
H-O-F-F-M-A-N, in 2014. And what they did was they wanted to look at 28 days of beta alanine supplementation in healthy individuals. And in particular, these were military personnel. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to look at the effects of beta alanine on cognitive and physical performance in a fatigued state. So it was a double-blind study. Um, that's, that's pretty typical and kind of the gold standard must be double-blind, placebo-controlled, and, and all that good old jazz that we've talked about a million times before. So they're checking all the boxes. Now, as far as actual protocol goes, what they did was they gave six grams of beta alanine per day to these individuals or six grams of rice flour, which was their placebo group. And I will say that six grams of beta alanine, that's, that's a pretty good dose. It's a smidge higher than what's typically prescribed, especially depending on the type of formulation that they used. But six grams is, is pretty much right there. So I like this dose and I like the fact that they're matching it with a placebo that is also six grams. And what they did again was they did 28 days of supplementation. And so they had a pre and a post test. So before they took anything and after they took stuff. Now, the interesting thing is how they induced a fatigue state in these military personnel. And you better believe in the military, they know how to make you fatigued. So what they did was they had them do a four-kilometer run dressed in shorts, T-shirt, and running shoes, so bare bones, right? Then immediately after this four-kilometer run, they had to perform five counter-movement jumps, so just like standing and jumping as far as you can. Then they had to put on their operational gear, okay, which weighs quite a bit. And then they had to do a nice sprint okay 120 meter sprint so that's you know after all this stuff now they're now they're sprinting in their gear and then after the sprint they had to go to the shooting range and do a 10 shot shooting protocol with their rifle and during the shooting they actually <laughs> planned in a misfire to occur that requires each of these research participants to correct before they can resume shooting then after they do their shooting drill, they were asked to do a very basic cognitive task, which in this instance, they chose to do a serial seven subtraction test in order to assess their cognitive function in this fatigue state. Uh, and, and so the serial seven task, what this is, is they will randomly generate a four digit number and your task is over two minutes to keep subtracting seven from that number that was initially created and you keep writing out the new number and you just keep going down and down and down and you keep subtracting sevens. So kind of a fun study design. I almost wish I did it. It seems like <laughs> it just would be a fun thing to do and see how you do, you know? Um, but but what, what actually happened here? So there was no impact on running performance and there was no impact of beta alanine on the serial seven task. Beta alanine, however, did show improvements in the vertical jump. The beta alanine group also saw improvements in shooting accuracy. And the beta alanine group saw reductions in shooting speed. 
So what can we take from this? What does this all mean? Well, there was improved marksmanship, which is always good, and improved target engagement speed, as well as an overall improvement in psychomotor ability under the fatigue conditions. So this could be beneficial for some people. And I, I'm kind of envisioning, yes, definitely a lot of tactical settings. Okay, so military who has to be um, thinking thinking well under potentially fatiguing situations. Uh, potentially some esports athletes. Um, I'm thinking of first-person shooter games, right, where, you know, it might be a stressful competition. Maybe it's a travel situation where your body is naturally stressed out due to taking a red eye, or maybe you are, you know, at altitude, and that's a new stressor on, on your body. So any number of fatiguing situations and stressful situations for your body where psychomotor ability is important. I can, I can see that a case can be made for this particular supplement. I do think that this study was underpowered. So I, I, the, the study did do a lot of things right, but I do think that the study was underpowered because there were variables that were as much as 35% different, but they weren't able to detect a statistical significance. <laughs> so that's pretty clear that the study was underpowered and definitely should be replicated with more research participants. The other thing that I was a little bit displeased with was they only did a serial seven task. And I, I think that more research participants as well as different types of cognitive tasks would really make this a lot more interesting and potentially a lot more valuable to a lot of normal healthy people. So my big takeaway, which I kind of said before, is I think it could be useful if you are engaging in cognitive activities while fatigued or stressed. No, you don't have to do the crazy fatiguing protocol here. It might be fun, so maybe go try it out. But I, I think it would apply to other types of fatigue or stress as well, and I listed out several. I do think more research needs to be done. I think it also has demonstrated quite convincingly that it will help out in physical activity situations. And we saw the improvements in uh, some of the metrics like the counter movement jump. And so if you care about that, if you care about your physical performance, and I, I think everybody should, right? Everybody should be exercising. We've talked at length in the past about the benefits of physical activity and uh, cognitive function. So that could be reason enough by itself just to consider beta alanine. And so I do think there are some interesting use cases here. So for that reason, I'm moderately positive on beta alanine as a potential nootropic compound if you are engaging in cognitive tasks under fatigued or stressful situations. And let's be real, I know you have a lot of stress in your life. <laughs> and maybe you're not getting as much sleep as you need. Okay, so thank you for listening this week. I hope it was enjoyable. I hope you found some value out of this. And if you have, please share this podcast with a friend. I am looking to grow it, and a word from you would help me out a whole bunch. With that, I'm out of here. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.